Drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? It is Friday. I am your host, Derek Oker, here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Now, I'm recording a little bit early in the week. Um, I know it is game day here on a Friday this evening, 7 o'clock, forward field. The Detroit Lions will be taking on the Buffalo Bills for the first preseason game of 2021. There will be fans back in the stadium, and uh, we are all fired up about that. I will get you my my thoughts, what I see next week. But uh, again, had to record a little bit early. But today on the show, I want to talk, take you guys through some of the training camp news and notes, maybe some hot topics, things that are going on currently while. Uh, before I'm recording here, we'll also talk about the wide receivers. And I want to talk about Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell and his speeches. Why they're so awesome. Why Dan Campbell is so awesome. And why these things are so impactful for the team. Humorous and entertaining for the fan base. And just something to be proud of as a Lions fan. The th- kind of things and the kind of things that Dan Campbell is saying. Now he has to go out on the football field and back those up. But but let's go ahead and get right into it right now. So, like, when I'm thinking about training camp news and notes, again, I'm just going off the top of my head right now. So, on Wednesday's show, I talked to you guys about Nickel Roby Coleman, the new slot corner. So, that was a player they brought in. They've got – well, if you didn't listen to Wednesday, go back and listen to that. Because, yes, I did talk about Nickel, the new Nickel – cornerback on the Detroit Lions, but I also talked about, you know, Calvin Johnson, and you're either going to love, hate, or be entertained by that, I'm pretty sure, and I talked about what I'm looking for overall in the preseason, but again, since it's game day, we're talking about training camp news and notes, you know, they brought him in, they really haven't got rid of, you know, there hasn't been like that surprise cut, um, you know, as of yet. I know they will be coming. There'll be a few guys that people really had high hopes on or just end up getting injured, whatever, that do end up being cut off this football team. But right now it's pretty quiet. Like Here's one thing for Brad Holmes. If there's an injury or they do need to move on from a player, he seems to be at the ready and able to do so. But he's also not playing musical chairs like Bob Quinn was. You know, we don't have to rotate the bottom five, four spots on the roster all day, every day. I mean, if these guys are out there 
and they're not playing like absolute slugs, like let it roll a little bit, you know, let, let's see what some of these guys have. I mean, Bob Quinn is cutting like fourth, fifth rounders, like two weeks into uh, two games into the preseason or whatever, you know, it's just like, let's, let's let it play out. You obviously believe in these players. So I think Brad Holmes is doing a nice job of bringing people in and also having that sense of patience and not just going overboard, churning out their roster. Now, the Lions did, you know, make a move at the kicker position. Yeah, kickers are people too. I mean, what, we got Bullock as our kicker, and then they let go of Wright. Last thing I heard is these guys are shanking, you know, shankopotamus left, right, missing kicks all over the place. People are freaking out. Oh, my gosh, we're not going to have kickers like Jason Hansen and Matt Prater. What are we going to do? They're kickers, bro. We're going to be okay. So, I mean, calm down. Go get yourself a big, tall glass of that Honolulu Blue delicious flavored Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Do that. Drink it in. Because I'm here to tell you, like, yes, there's teams every year that have abominations or issues at the kicker position. But their whole team doesn't fall apart. Okay, are we not going to be able to bang out 58-yard game winners at the ready? Probably not. But they brought in Zane Gonzalez between him and Bullock. One of those two will probably be the kicker. If somebody gets cut loose, that's better than those two. You can bring them at the drop of a hat, and they'll be able to kick it between the two yellow sticks. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the end of the world, people. We have been spoiled with Hanson and and Prater, but Prater was having his issues as well. And the kicker position, I mean, it's so interchangeable and Here's a very sneaky thing, because I'm not going to spend 10 minutes on our new kicker or give his whole bio. What I am going to tell you is look at how Brad Holmes, what he's doing, where he's spending money, you know, the trenches, quarterback, you know, um, probably looking to pay guys like his boy Michael Brockers, who's both a leader on and off the field. He's not spending money on like fringe corners safeties you know outside he's he's not he's he's letting these guys play see what they have and keeping the money to the premier spots which he'll probably go out and either pay or draft a wide receiver he'll probably you know upgrade the safety position i would think in the next year or so but you could do that with draft picks and then put your money towards the guys that need to get pizzate so I think he's real tactful. He's he's literally this year telling you, I don't have to go spend on wide receivers. We'll figure out a way to get by. And if we don't, we'll address it later. I got about two, three safeties that I've ever even basically played in the NFL. I'm just going to roll with that. I got my corners that I've drafted. I got linebackers that are young, except Jamie Collins, sorry, yes. And I'm just going to let them run and hit people. You know, I'm not going to spend money on a big-time middle linebacker. I'm not going to spend money. Um, you know, I'm going to spend money on an edge rusher like Jul- like uh, Romeo Aquaro, who's, what, 23, 24 years old. Um, you know, we already got all the money in Trey Flowers, Jared Goff, as I said. You know, it's... It's very smart business by Brad Holmes. So he's probably thinking what I'm thinking. Hey, kicker couldn't make him. Let's get the next stiff in here and see if he can hit him. And if he can't, we'll go down the local bowling alley and go find somebody that played soccer back in the day and roll with him. I mean, it's not a big deal. So they did bring in a kicker. Now, I'm trying to think other news and notes at training camp. The damn Lions are injured again, man. I swear. Every year with this, we're only like a week or two into, pre- into training camp. 
And all of a sudden, right before the first preseason game, DeAndre Swift's got a growing injury. Deshaun Hand went out with an injury. I heard TJ Hawkinson went out with a little bit of an injury. We've got Prashad Perriman hasn't been able to practice. Michael Brockers has like a veteran day every day. We've got, (laughs) um, who else is out there? Like Tyrell's been dealing with injuries. We've got Austin Bryant just got back from injuries and is trying to stay on the football field. Julian O'Quara had an injury, but then he came back and seems to be playing well. Um, I think Jeff Okuda just had something where he went down or left practice for whatever reason. So I don't know how many people you're going to see at this game this evening at 7 p.m. because as much as Dan Campbell said he's going to play his guys for a quarter, like, they're not going to risk any of these guys that have a little something going on. So, unfortunately, it's going to be a complete Zippo miss for all those guys that we'd at least like to see a little bit of something out of if they have any tight of tight hammies, you know, issues with their shoulder, whatever it may be. So, lots of injuries. I mean, again, one of these years, and I'm hoping it's either this year, next year, or the year after, the Lions are going to be ridiculously healthy. We're going to have the talent, and we're just going to start ripping off W's because the National Football League is sometimes more about who's healthy rather than who's good. And the Lions haven't been healthy since I've been a fan, to be honest. They are always hurt. All their young guys are always hurt. And it's getting real, real frustrating, i got to say. Oh, my goodness. Uh, other training camp news, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown continues to make plays and continues to throw hands. I mean, he got in another scuffle at practice with Mr. Okuda. Him and Iffy threw down a week or so ago. And uh, I don't know about you, but I love it. And Dan freaking Campbell loves it. I mean, when when people are, are saying, oh, man, you, you shouldn't have fights at practice. I mean, did you throw him out? Isn't this the worst thing ever? Dan Campbell said it. You know what I think about that question? You've had enough of that shit. Yeah, he, he's had enough of that garbage. Like, it's it's training camp. Like, this isn't the ballet, right, Dan Campbell? I mean, these guys can go out and get after it a little bit. This isn't a two-hand touch, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be tough. You've had enough of that I mean, if anybody's going to talk about toughness and talk about going out there, getting after it, getting a little scrappy, it's Dan freaking Campbell. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at <laughs> yes. you. Yes. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. If that's going to be the mentality, Dan Campbell, then you got to love St. Brown mixing it up. Your players coming out with a lot of juice, making plays. I think it's very good. And, again, the Lions have fought in the past. You know what I mean? Most teams do in training camp. But when it's coming from a scrappy rookie like St. Brown – as well as if you heard his interview, he was like, man, I mean, if these are boys, we're just out there being intense, working hard. We went up against each other later, and it was no no, no issues whatsoever. So I'm all about that, man. Um, speaking of iffy, like, I feel like the coaches have said he's simply that. Like, he's been um, okay, but he just hasn't put it all together yet. You see little flashes. I did hear he had a pick or two here in practice, but... Um, it seems like he's got a little ways to go coming along. I did tweet out a picture. Again, you guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Okri. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I uh, was scrolling through the old Lions photo book, and they took a picture of Johnny Tavai. I have no reason why they did that. But if you look closely on the very left side, there's number 55, and that's Derek Barnes out of Purdue, the rookie fourth rounder. Pick, uh, what do you go, 113 overall, I believe, Uh 
this kid, I can't wait to see him. He hasn't practiced much. He's had a few injuries here and there. Um, he was out there with his pads, his jersey, and looked like he was in, in drills and whatnot. So, again, I haven't read much about him, but I really hope that he can either get on the field this Friday or for that preseason game, too, and see what we got in this kid. Um, you know, Ali McNeil just continues to get ridiculous reviews. I heard uh, Todd Wash, the D-line coach, say this kid is much better than they even thought. <laughs> um, said he could be an absolute tremendous top-tier type nose tackle interior defender for the Detroit Lions. I mean, all that is very encouraging, no question. So he's getting a lot of buzz. Levi, not so much. Levi's had injuries. I think the depth chart came out, and he was like third, fourth on the depth chart at the D-line. Now, a lot of people like to get all hung up about these uh, depth charts that NFL coaches give you and think they're gospel. I mean, as much as this coaching staff has given these guys a lot of confidence and what did Dan Campbell say in his presser? He was like, he's about ready to give A.O. a little bit of love. I mean, you guys know who that is, right? A.O. Oh, baby. <laughs> and uh, speaking of my Twitter account, I put out, uh, got a game cut number 24 white crispy Lions jersey that I'll be rocking for A.O. this year. Um, probably, probably break that out for some big time road games uh, when they're wearing those white biscuits. But uh, everybody knows A.O. is my guy. I've always kind of supported him. I, I always kind of push him, want him to be better because of how good he was in college and how much I loved him in the draft. But Dan Campbell loves this guy. He was talking about him in a presser and he's like, you know, Amani is, he's about ready to give him a bunch of praise. He's like, I got to be careful, give him too much sugar and rot his teeth. Um, <laughs> but I guess this kid's really playing well, really coming on. They're really impressed. That's very encouraging because AO and Okudo would be real nice for the next few years on the outside. That would be just tremendous for the longevity of this team, salary cap, all that. So we'll see what he's got. If he, you know, hope he comes along a bit quicker. He's a ridiculous big dude and big athlete, so I think he could pop, you know, in preseason. But they love Aline McNeil, and I hope Levi shows up. If he is, like, third, you know, on the depth chart, he might go against some scrubs in preseason and just dog some people and get a sack or two. That would, that would be tremendous early on in his career, get it, get his confidence going, get people excited. Because a second-round pick, high second-round pick's no joke. I mean, you can't be fumbling around or taking forever we need you to get up to speed and, and get in there and be in the mix on the defensive line there's no question um what else is going on at uh at training camp you know it just sounds like from dan freaking campbell to deuce to uh, every time i see mark brunel he's laughing it up with Jared Goff and looks like he's right in the mix out there. You got Randall L with his hat on backwards running around. Looks like he could still play. Um, Anthony Lynn is just that consummate vet there coach that just looks like he's on, on the ball real, real confident when he steps to the podium. Um, Aaron Glenn. I think I heard NFL Network talking about how Aaron Glenn's going to be one of these coaches that we're talking about here uh, this season, about what he's going to bring to this defense. And Tim Twentyman, I heard this. They did a live feed from training camp. But Tim Twentyman's like, wait till you see this defense. It's going to look a lot different than what Lions fans are used to because you're going to have the three guys up front. You're going to have four linebackers, but the, but the outside guys are going to be those blitzers, those stand-up players. And he said, we're coming from all angles. Like he said, don't be surprised if you see, you know, 
Jamie Collins just flying up the A-gap or some of these other linebackers blitzing a lot more, bringing guys from middle, you know, right, left side, not just standing there and, and blitzing around the corner where tackles can just push you past the quarterback. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I really do. And uh, just something different, you know what I mean? Different, aggressive, new players, new – like, I don't know what I'm going to get on Friday. I mean, bef- the last few years, it's just like, oh, you know. Stafford's going to give us same old Stafford. The receivers are going to do what they do. I mean, even going back to like when Nate Burleson and company were here, you really knew what you were going to get. And often, unfortunately, it was a lot of yak, 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 a lot of talk, talk, talk about how everything was so great. And then they would come out and play like they play. A few plays here, a few mistakes here, a few penalties here. And next thing you know, we're just not winning ball games. So let's throw all that out the window and let's start uh, – Start just making plays, being fun to watch. And like I say, all these young guys, we don't know what they have. And I'm always going to be optimistic. I'm always going to serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. But I hope by the end of some of these games, I'm like, man, Levi's a dog. Or, oh, man, Derek Barnes got on the field. And, man, was it worth it. Drink it in, man. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, it just sounds like Jared Goff had a pretty good day offensively recently where he was – throwing it around the yard. I think they had an indoor practice. He was putting it on people, throwing touchdowns. The um, practice they had at Ford Field, looks like a lot of the Lions diehards that I, uh, you know, have a great enjoyment chatting with and, and communicating with on Twitter. We're all down there supporting the team, and you love to see that. But it sounded like that one, you know, Jared Goff was – working his tight ends and, and playing good football there as well. So that's all very encouraging from the quarterback. Hoping to get um, Swift out there. But if, if you want to see his counterpart, if you want to see Swag Daddy uh, on Twitter, uh, Jamal Williams, go to YouTube, go to the Lions Twitter feed, whatever, and go watch like the – I said it was like 20 minutes. It ended up being like you know, 10, 11, 12 minutes, whatever it was. I mean, this dude, Mike Dub, is just incredible ball of energy, hilarious, kind of crazy, uh, but in a good way. <laughs> and uh, gosh, what a what a good dude. I mean, if he can play half as good on the field as he is with his teammates and just with the mic on, it's going to be incredible. So I can't wait to see what Jamal Williams has. Uh, very excited to see that. And uh and yeah, other than that, it's just like they need to get healthy and we need to see what they got here uh, on this Friday game. Hopefully they can build on that next week. And before you know it, you know, San Fran will be coming to town. It'd be, it'd be time, it's going to be time to go. I can't wait for that. So um, let's go ahead and do this. Um, got, got a pretty long segment in there, just kind of talking about all types of random topics. Let's go ahead and take a break, get our great sponsors in here, and we come back. I'll talk about wideouts, kind of go through those guys, where they're at, what I think their expectations would be. That's kind of a big talking point for the Lions. And I'll talk about the Dan Campbell speeches, the Dan Campbell freaking speeches. We'll do that after the break, everybody. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now... 
Most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. I say it every week. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you so much for listening to Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. I'm your host, Derek Okri. Let's jump right into this right now. Let's talk about wide receivers. You know, my my opinion is that it's it's so very smart to just go low key with these receivers this year. And by low key, I don't mean that these guys aren't going to produce, they're not going to surprise people, they're not going to be fun to watch. What I mean is you know, you didn't spend at that position you didn't put a bunch of resources in it. You put it at right tackle, defensive tackle, another big nasty beast. You put it at, at a guy that can play corner. Maybe it, down the road he could play safety. You know, like you you got yourself a linebacker that can run, hit, and tackle. Like all these very strategic, smart moves. And then you got this kid St. Brown at 112 overall who people are already starting to have rumblings that he's the steal of the draft at the wide receiver position. So not only did Brad Holmes wait, but I think he did it for a very strategic reason because, you know, just like in fantasy football, I usually wait on receivers because it's so deep, so many guys out there. You can find, you know, guys in other ways. And the same in the NFL. Like, I know most teams are paying up big for receivers nowadays with high-end draft picks and big-time contracts. But you look at a lot of these NFL drafts, look at all the studs that have been bottom of the first round, second round, into the third, fourth round. You know, there's there's just a litany of guys. So I think Brad Holmes is going to add to that position, but he's going to do it in a way that's smart, tactful, and not going to hamper the team. Because he thinks if he can dominate the, the line of scrimmage, Jared Goff can get protected. He's going to be able to run. They're going to be able to throw play-action pass. Um, they, there's ways to scheme up these guys. And to me, when you when you just kind of go down the list, 
Tyrell Williams is really not getting any love, but he he's my number one on this football team based on his size. He's been in the league. He's made plays in the league when healthy. He's my number one for the Lions, and there's been reports coming out that he's been looking real good in practice. People are real happy with him. They're trying to take care of him health-wise, make sure he, he stays out there, or if he has a, you know something hampering him, they're just giving him a couple rest days here and there. Um, that, that's my number one on this football team. You know, you work your way down the list. Brashard Perriman, I mean, I gosh, he, he, he blew up the combine or his testing or whatever. But it it just never clicked in Baltimore. But man, I I like this guy. I really do. He's starting to come on a little bit, and the speed is no joke. He's found a way to not only get behind people, but when he has played, I mean, I think he's been not amazing, but he's been kind of average above average, which is what I'm looking for him to be here in Detroit. So, you know, yeah, I can understand he gets hurt a lot, or he kind of has some ups and downs and some drops and whatnot, but. I'm willing to live with it, especially on this type of roster. So, Perriman, you know, I'm hoping he has a decent camp to finish out and he ends up being not only on the roster, but, you know, I wouldn't mind him being the starting receiver opposite of Tyrell. Uh, You know, then you go down, you know, on the depth chart, on the Lions depth chart they put out, then it was Quintez Cephas. I mean, a guy who's also been out with what I think was deemed head injury or maybe a concussion of some sort. Like, Cephas, to me... I mean, here's the thing. Last last training camp, everyone said he was unguardable. Then he didn't. He started the season as like basically a starter. Um, you know, I don't remember if he scored an early touchdown or had a few catches there early, but then he was just non-existent. But then later in the season, he came on. He got that deep touchdown in Chicago and started to make some plays when he was out there. You know, which was very limited under the old uh, Quintricia regime. So. I don't know what this kid has. I did like him in college. I think that he could be an interesting piece, but he's also a guy, based on his lack of speed and his health issues, if he can't stay on the field, that, I mean, maybe he's short-lived. He was a mid-to-late fifth-rounder, I believe, so it's not a guy they couldn't move on from, especially when guys start getting cut from other teams. You might literally just look and say, Man, this other guy's just—he's just a better football player than Quintez Cephas. But I'm rooting for Q. I hope he's out there. I hope he, you know, comes through as a drafted player and plays better. But so he's kind of number three. I think they have St. Brown as number four. I mean, we all know that he could easily be the the one or the two on this football team the way it's currently constructed. Uh, just put him anywhere on the field, get him the football. I think he's going to be real grimy and nasty as well as. Don't be surprised if he if he finds the end zone or gets behind the defense here in the preseason because he's just been making plays, looking real sharp in training camp, and I'm excited about him. There's no question. Uh, who's the other kid? I want to say um, I think Ratliff's the one that's really been impressing with his speed, and Dan Campbell seems to love him. I mean, gosh, after that, it's kind of it's kind of depth, guys. You know, you got you got. Khalif, uh, is it Raymond, and then Ratliff, you know, the two guys down there, whatever. I mean, we'll see. You know, I could see one making based on speed and special teams, but nothing really excites me. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm going through these, but I get it. Like, we don't have any big names. We don't really have any big dollar amounts. We don't have anybody that the NFL is going to put on the souvenir cups and the brochures, but... I'm good with it. I really am. I I hope these guys play above average or above expectation, let's put it that way, which there's no expectation. So if they come out 
and they just have a little bit of a swagger. They make plays. Jared Goff is able to scheme guys open and get throw the football in rhythm, as well as something that Matt Stafford had a hard time doing, which was put the ball on people in stride, let them run. They could be fun to watch. And here's the dark horse. And it's because he has an RB next to his name. It's DeAndre Swizzle. DeAndre Swift. Make him a default number one, two, three type receiver on this team because I think he's going to get lots of footballs out of the backfield. I think you're going to put him in the slot. I think they're going to move him around. I think people are sleeping on DeAndre Swift. If he stays healthy, he's one of the most swaggy, humble just electric type players I think that we've seen here in Detroit in a long time as far as his burst, acceleration, cutting, soft hands, smart, you know, also will run you over if he has the chance like he did last year against the Washington football team when he had a big game. So don't don't not count him as a wide receiver as well because I think he's going to be used in that role quite a bit. So... I, I'm excited to see what they got. It all starts on this Friday preseason game and then next week, and then I think we'll know. I mean, again, it's all been talk up to this point. Oh, we're good. We like what we see. So if you say all that, now us as fans, we want to see people go out there and catch the ball when it's on them. You want to see them run after catch. You want to see them be, um, you know, create that separation, all those things that will show you, hey, man, these guys are better than average. They come out have the dropsies like we've seen here before in Detroit or just looking inconsistent, running the wrong routes or, you know, coming up with these lame injuries, you know, yeah, it might be a tough season at that position, but I'm optimistic. I mean, I'm serving up the Kool-Aid for the fans that I think they're going to be much better than expected and fun to watch at the wide receiver position. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Cornbread! Make it a double-sided cornbread as we do here on the show. All right, let's 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 get into this to end the show, and that's Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. But I want to talk about Dan Campbell's freaking speeches. Now, we all know the classic, and, and again, I know you guys are like, man, Okri, you try to fit it in every show. You do the old Dan Campbell um, soundbite from the press, or you know the kneecaps, Bob. Of course I do, and I'm going to do it again right now. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going <laughs> to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you, and when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing, all right? That's going to be the mentality. <laughs> And I continue to play that, and I continue to say this. The reason I play it every show when I can is because it's freaking incredible. It's unbelievable. It's one of the greatest takes of all time. And I hope that he does go out and his players take some kneecaps, take some hearts from the opponents. We need some of that. So Dan Campbell started off with that. That was tremendous. He followed that up in a in an interview saying there's no turds on this team. I mean... When and ever has a Lions fan or any coach, for that matter, use the word turds in a press conference? Never. And only Dan Campbell will do that because, I mean, he's tired of the old coaching cliches. I mean, again, he might be saying the word turds, but because he's he's absolutely had enough of the other stuff. You know what I mean? You've had enough of that. You've had enough of that. You've had enough of that. Exactly. But the, he says there's no turds on this football team. I just feel weird even using the word, but it does. it is humorous, and Dan Campbell's a funny dude. So he broke that out. I mean, 
Gosh, what else has Dan Campbell said? He 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 said that anybody that's good before the pads come on are pajama warriors. <laughs> that was incredible. That was just unheard of ever. And then he went on to give his coffee order, which caught national media all over Good Morning Football. And that was, I got the two vente, you know, the pike. <laughs> and then I get I get black eye and both, two shots. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I mean, gosh, the way he delivered that was just amazing. The, the pub it got on Good Morning Football was incredible. I think I probably butchered it, but I did my best job right there. I mean, nobody, nobody is Dan freaking Campbell. Then they asked him about, hey, man, you got some of your players. You got St. Brown and Iffy out there fighting. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, I'm sure you're probably disappointed, right? And Dan Campbell said, I'm fired up by it. (laughs) I I like it when they're out there getting after each other. And and then the uh, reporter, which again, some great Lions beat reporters and some guys that are, um, how should I put this? Um, they're not that great. <laughs> uh, this is for you people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the guy that asked it, I mean, I don't mind him. Uh, but he was like, well, I mean, if you do that in a game, that's 15-yard penalty. It hurts your team, right? And Dan Campbell's answer was so great because the guy framed it, you know, in a way and gave this, you know, you know, set it up and was, you know, wanted this response of, oh, yeah. And so, you know, we go over that, we coach you, we just this, that and the other. It's such a serious topic. Dan Campbell looked at him and was like, well, don't fight in games then. <laughs> they know not to fight in games. <laughs> Hello? Um, you know, just such an obvious, awesome answer as well as. You know, just common sense. Like, yeah, you can mix it up here at training camp, but don't do it in the games. I mean, especially not in regular season games in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. How about that? Um, That's obvious. The players know that. I mean, Dan Campbell didn't have to sit there and do an 18-slide PowerPoint like Matt Patricia probably did on topic. He was just like, don't fight in games. The end. Um, So that was awesome. And gosh, he he just had so many sound bites. I I only had a few bullets here to go over, but I mean, he's just every time he steps to the presser, he says what he called he called Lee McNeil twinkle toes, which was funny. And I got back to Lee McNeil, and he found it humorous as well. He's called <laughs> he's called Saint Brown the Sun God, which was awesome. <laughs> um, I think somebody on Twitter was looking for nicknames for Saint Brown. I saw some people shoot that back out. Like, dude's already got a nickname, man. He's the Sun God. Uh, that that was classic. Um, gosh, what else? He he just has something every day, you know, where he's just not only making you laugh, but saying these outlandish things. But they're so they're so real they're almost like what you would say here on the pod you know just say something funny to make people laugh or say something over the top just to get a reaction or what's real like say what's real because we're not here to just give you these bland who ho-hum answers if somebody's hurt tell them why they're hurt unless it's going to give you a competitive disadvantage if somebody asks you about a player and he's not playing well say we need that guy to play better if somebody's out there balling and they ask you about him say man the dude's doing a hell of a job he's playing really good football we're real excited about him it's not going to kill you to not have that type of honesty so Dan Campbell's just firing on all cylinders. He's smart. He's strategic. He's funny. He's aggressive. He's um, no nonsense. He's personable. 
I mean, just everything I like about this guy. And now he just has to go out and, and have a very, you know, fun team to watch first and foremost this year. I think that would be all of our favorites as Lions fans. Like, yes, we want W's and yes, we want a consistent strategic team, but we really would like to turn the games on on Sundays and get a very exciting product that's fun to watch with a fiery head coach and somebody that loves the game of football and is trying to win for the city of Detroit because we know in 2022-2023 this talent level is going to ramp up exponentially here for this team so I mean Dan Campbell's had so many doozies and and again he pulled out another great one at the fan fest I saw multiple clips about this they handed Dan Campbell the microphone said what you got I mean he might as well have had one of those goofy video screens behind him like he was cutting an old school WWF promo because he had it all ready to go and he was like hey here's the thing All you guys, you got a backyard, right? Ford Field is our backyard. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, and in your backyard, you got a fire pit. You also, when you're sitting around the fire pit, you're drinking some beers. Am I right? You know, he's just getting everybody all fired up with this great story that he's telling about the backyard being like Ford Field being their backyard. Got the fire pit. He's talking about drinking brewskis. He's talking right to the common man, right? Which is something Matt Patricia... Um, Jim Caldwell, I can't, Jim Schwartz would have said something like that too, but all those morning wig goofs and all those other guys before I cared about the Detroit Lions, like would never have come up with this awesome content. He's like yelling in the microphone. He's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to light the flame. We're going to do it. Okay. We're going to light that flame. But you guys are going to douse it in gasoline. That's what I need to get this place fired up and ready. You know, it was just so well crafted, so short, but so um, so much energy behind it and got me all excited to say, this guy gets it, man. He's not going to give up, go up there and give you some, I just want to thank all the fans and we really appreciate you and, um, you know, we're going to try our hardest this year and, you know, bring out our lunch pail, you know, all those old gimmicks. He was, he had a story, it made sense, it got people excited. I saw fans that took video of this that were just like, hell yeah, let's go, man, this guy's awesome. Um, so, like I said, all it is now, Dan Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, is to, um, I'm giving you all this Kool-Aid, I'm giving you all this love, I, again, you weren't my choice as a top-end head coach, but everything you've done since I gave you the job, I love I love the honesty, the personality, the moxie. I even saw a clip on one of the Lions. It was one of the mic'd up segments where Jamal Williams went up and blocked someone. Dan Campbell was right in there, man. He was like just so fired up, yelling, going crazy. And he was like, you're a warrior, Jamal. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, heck yeah, man. Not only is this guy fun and personable and calculated at the podium, but when he's in the mix with those players, man, he's not sitting there with his arms crossed 50 yards away like like Reverend Caldwell. He's not sitting there in the middle of the defense just being an a-hole at everybody like Matt Patricia. This guy's in there with his brothers, with his boys, with his team, with um, encouraging as well as just no nonsense on the practice field. And I can't wait to see what happens when he puts on the headset. So, everybody, that's what I got for you on a Friday. Again, enjoy the game. You know, again, it's preseason game one, but football is back. Fans will be back. I encourage you to go get your favorite grub, whether it be pizza or subs or wings or, you know, pop a top on a couple uh 
you know, brew who's, uh, whatever you want to do and just kick back and enjoy some Detroit Lions football because from now until the end of the winter, we're going to have football every week and I can't wait. So everybody, thank you so much. Just a simple reminder, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, and I'll catch you next week. Twice a week, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.